0: Welcome everyone to the Simple Farms LLC podcast for this month. I'm Lori Boyer and Scott Scheimer is joining me. He is the founder, creator, CEO, all kinds of stuff when it comes to his farming operation and the Simple Farms LLC app. You are the creator. You're the the one behind the app. And so you know all the ins and outs. And we've talked to you about this here on an ongoing basis. So it's always good to check in and not only talk about what's new on the app or how that app can be used in different scenarios, but also just talking in general about current situations. And so we're wrapping up harvest. And how is that going for you and your that's, crew?
1: That's correct, Lori. It is. Uh, we're wrapping up. Everybody's pretty excited about it. Uh, it ended up being a better harvest than we had thought. I uh, actually told the guys during wheat harvest, we'd look across the field and see the corn and the milo or what was there. And I told my crew, we're not going to have a fall harvest. But we did. We ended up cutting every acre we have. There were some disappointments, but we cut. And then there were some great surprises. So overall, pretty pleased for the year we've gone through. And uh, yeah, as far as the Simple Farms program... It's an ongoing tool that lasts the entire year. It's just effort, different aspects that we use it for throughout the year, depending on where we're at. And here we are, we're plugging in these harvest yields and uh, everybody knows it. Look at these market volatilities. So we're plugging in crazy numbers up and down and just seeing where it positions us in our profit levels and where we need to pull the trigger.
0: With regard to plugging in market numbers, should a person do that Daily, or how often should they put those numbers in there and check things out?
1: Whenever they want. The beauty of the program is it's so quick and simple. So if you sit down and you got it on your iPad or your iPhone and uh, you plug in the number, we just see this morning wheat's down 46 cents. So plug in the new number, we're down four and a half percent, and see where that puts you at your margin level relative to yesterday when we were almost $10 wheat. It's quick and easy and it tells you exactly where your break even is.
0: And Scott, do all of your crew members plug in numbers or just one person does that?
1: That's a good question. Just the administrators. The program's set up where the guys out in the field, they're logged in as an operator. And so they just submit what they're putting in the fields as far as inputs and what their operation is. And all the price points are associated with those, but they can't adjust them or set them. Only the administrators. So my assistant, Julie, and I are the only administrators And we do all the number changes. Nobody else can do that.
0: Would I be correct in saying daily or almost daily, you or Julie sits down, takes those numbers and puts them into the app and and runs the scenarios?
1: Yeah. So for Julie's in as the assistant, when we get our bills at the end of each month and we get our new prices on our fertilizers, chemicals, if we haven't already plugged them in, she'll Mm -hmm. plug those in based off the invoices. As far as market pricing and everything. I'm plugging those in almost every day. You know, a typical farmer, (laughs) we watch the markets. I plug them in, see where they put us in our position. Another thing is, is Julie's posting all our harvest. And so she plugs in the yields. And so when we finish a field, she plugs that yield in on that field. And prior to that, we'll put a hypothetical number in there. I'll even shift the numbers throughout the year. We get a little rain. We may, oh, let's bump it up three bushel an acre. See what that's doing for us. So you can constantly tweak those numbers as well.
0: I see. Okay. So the hypothetical could be if you get rain or if you don't get rain, how that would change and how that would help you project what decisions you're going to make. That's the reason for that?
1: That is correct. And any farmer will tell you they'll be out there in the field next to that corn field, look across the corn and think, ah, maybe it will make 65 dry land. Remind you, this is Eastern Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> And plug that yield in. And then when the real one comes in and it's 37, you plug that in and that's a realistic number. Mm. So yeah. And that makes a lot of changes in where your margin levels are.
0: I know you've been busy with your own farm and you guys have been hot and heavy. And I do follow your social media as well. So I know Julie's out there (laughs) quite a bit herself, but have you checked in with any of your customers? How's it going for them? Are they using the app as intended?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. Having those conversations, especially this time of year, I'm just like the rest of them. I got my headset on. I'm in the combine. Yeah, I've got users. We're we're taking pictures of our monitors where our yields are at and sending them back and forth and having dialogue. And that's a fun thing. It's not always business with the users of Simple Farms. I've really generated a network of friendships with a lot of other producers. And we talk about farming outside of just simple farms. It makes it a lot of fun and a lot of bantering back and forth about who's yielding what or what (laughs) machinery we're each running and how our days are going. So it's more than just the simple farms conversation. But yeah, I've talked to a lot of our, our customers. It makes it a lot of fun for me.
0: On some of these apps, you're able to invite friends or to view other people's information. Are you able to do something like that in a Simple Farms?
1: You you know, Simple Farms doesn't. it. You know, all that's a developmental cost in the platforms. Yeah, someday I'd love to put a feature in that maybe there's a social aspect tied in with the program. But right now, it's just a full-on business tool aspect. And most people use Snap. I call it Snap Face. My kids laugh at it. You know, any of these other social medias are just texting, and that's where we're communicating.
0: Okay. (laughs) Snappy. I think you're referring to Snapchat. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Just just in case people didn't know. (laughs) All right. So your harvest is pretty much wrapped up. Grains in storage. Everything's looking good there so far.
1: That's correct. We're already shipping grain out of the bins that we just put in, just depending on where we had already marketed it. Yeah. Maybe three more days if we can hold the machines together and the mother nature holds up. We should be wrapped up and my crew's pretty excited one of the ways I'm trying to do crew retention or staff retention is we slow down. We don't run cattle anymore. So I give the guys a four day week, kind of slow the hours down for what they've done throughout the summer. And everybody gets pretty excited about that. It kind of helps us push through harvest knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel and they're going to get three day weekends.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. And then how long do they get four day weeks?
1: Correct. So the combines have to be parked. We've had years where we bump Thanksgiving or even Christmas, but fortunately this year, it probably be beginning the next week. And we always kick off full weeks again, April 1st.
0: Scott, in our last interview, we did talk about seed selection and decisions for next year. So on your farm, you have all those decisions made at this point in time.
1: Our staples, we pretty much pulled the trigger on them. Uh, We always have those outliers, a few fields that we want to try some new varieties on. So we'll wait till everybody's wrapped up with harvest, have some conversation with neighbors, uh, with our seed dealers, what new varieties are out there. And then we'll select those. 80% of our acres, our seed is already selected based on what we've done historically and where we're at. And then we throw in some of these new ones. We have shifted a few. We had a staple variety that we've been using for a long time that we are taking out of the mix because it's getting outperformed by other varieties.
0: And the reason I asked that, just kind of a, a refresher, because I know we did talk about last month, but those again are numbers that you want to plug into the app, right?
1: Oh, jeez. Here's one that's out there right now. We, we grow milo. It's one of our staple crops and uh, they've come out with this herbicide resistant for grass control. And there's some options out there. My poor guys are out in the field right now. It's more sambers than milo and it's miserable. So we're selecting this variety of milo, but it's almost the same cost as corn. So it's almost double what the typical Milo seed is. So that's a big variable. What's our population going to be? What are we going to purchase? But we do know we need to get this grass under control. Yeah, that's a huge change. That was kind of a shell shocker when we got the price point, but.
0: Wow. And is that because of the dry conditions and more people wanting to plant, Milo, do you think?
1: Oh, I think in this instance, it being a herbicide resistance, it's a new technology. And so there are costing in that development of that okay. seed.
0: Probably not a whole lot of it. And it's a new Correct. initial thing to the market. And yeah, so. Correct. Kind of exciting Correct. for the farmer. It is.
1: It is. Things are changing much quicker than they did 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> the, the, the varieties that come out are so quick in new developments and Availabilities, it's it's crazy.
0: Wow, okay. You had talked a little bit when we got started about yields, you saw some prizes and some things you didn't want to see. We can go back to that for just a moment. But yeah, the first thing I wanted to point out, again, yield numbers, we plug them into the Simple Farms program.
1: That's correct. So as soon as the machines finish the field, we're still tracking our loads and uh, everything that comes out of the field on spreadsheet. Simple Farms doesn't handle that task. But once we get that number and the yield is 37 and a half bushel an acre, we plug that in the pro- program for that field and it shows the analysis. Yeah, as far as the yields, there were fields that we drove by. We were just expecting a heck of a crop and then other fields, we weren't expecting anything and we we had some yields. Definitely Mother Nature was very variable on us.
0: And I'm guessing a lot, well, you just said it, Mother Nature, a lot of that has to do with probably precipitation it was received.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, we are using a lot of new inputs. We're doing a lot of biologies. We're working with uh, Locus Ag on their microbes seed treatment. We're working with uh, Pivot Bio using some of their product. And uh, we're also working with Elevate Ag on a product called HyperGrow, a liquid that's basically worm castings and uh, other factors. So we're really working hard on feeding our soil biology. And I think that's helping us out a lot through these extreme conditions.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Now, I know that you and I have talked about this as well, but like carbon storage and carbon credits, when will that data, when will that testing and that data kind of come out more and be available? Is there a certain time of the year or are you doing that throughout the year?
1: That's an excellent question. So we signed up with Locus Ag on their program and for the signing up and submitting three years of production data and input data, they paid us up front and it's a flat payout, $9 an acre. And they are actually here right now, an independent company doing soil sampling. So they're core sampling all the fields that we had treated this year and that are signed up in the program. And that will create a new baseline of what carbon sequestering we're doing. And once that testing is done, we'll get the data. And the testing is the Haney test. And it'll show all the data, what's going on on our ground. And they will pay us the additional $3 an acre after testing is done. So it's $12 an acre a year, a four year commitment. And what we're excited about is all the products we're putting in. What are we going to look like in three to four years with our carbon sequestering, plus our soil biology, our yields? It's going to be a fun, fun Mm -hmm. data collection when it's in over. And we do, we plug these revenue numbers in on Simple Farms, and then they use the Simple Farms data as far as what we put in for inputs to be able to track what's all going into that ground, plant dates, yields, inputs.
0: So this is the baseline year.
1: It is the baseline year. That is correct.
0: And they're out right now on your farm collecting samples.
1: Correct. They are. They're out grid sampling right now. And they've been doing it with the uh, Locust customers across the country that have signed up. And we're working with Locust. We sell the Locust product. We don't necessarily do the onboarding for the carbon credit program, but we do work with our customers that want to do it. And they get signed up and they're getting the payments and the structure for next year.
0: So when we talk about this being baseline as we speak, so next year they'll come back out and do the exact same tests in the same fields and that will really give you that more is data. Correct. Yeah,
1: That is correct. Yeah. And and it's we're not charged for that data. That's part of the contract between the two of us. We get a set baseline payment and then everything else is in their hands as far as marketing your credits okay. and everything else. And we'll receive the data from the tests that they're doing in the field. And yeah, they're pinpoint based, based on GPS location kind of excited excited to see what we're going to be doing here
0: then will you have the option once you once you see that and have the comparisons to increase the amount of acres that you want to put into carbon credits
1: absolutely we've actually we the first year we did about two-thirds of the farm we've now put the entire farm in so yeah I'm very well sold on the program and uh, it's a it's another revenue point what the heck and uh, the products we've been using have performed tremendously. We're very thrilled about what our crops actually look like. Like I told you, we had this road off in July and uh, we're just blown away that we're cutting anything for what we've been through. Very limited rainfall, no profile. We're happy to be doing something anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's already a little bit of proof in the pudding, if you will, even without the data.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, what, as producers, the end result is, is are we harvesting? Are we getting a yield? Yeah. And is there some profitability in it? And all three have lined up for us.
0: Are any of your farmer neighbors enrolled in these programs at all too just so you can talk a little shop with them and do comparisons?
1: Absolutely. We've got a few neighbors. We've got people across Colorado and Kansas that we're working with that have signed up and some of them happen to be Simple Farms customers. So we're we kind of got our fingers in a few other things besides just the Simple Farms program. Yeah, we do have neighbors and uh, like I said, we're just about to wrap up harvest, excited to have some conversations and see what their results are as well.
0: Yeah. And I know I've asked you this before, but let's talk about it again. So in a Simple Farms app, is there a specific place to record carbon information?
1: Absolutely. So you could put in, obviously the products you're using would go in just a, a product expense category. So when the guys go in the okay. field and they're putting it down, so like a, one of the products stick with me is called Rhizolizer Duo you use 0.0063 ounces per acre, which comes out to about four, cent, $4 an acre in input. The guys submit that input and it shows up. But the, also the revenue point, when we receive a payment for that ground, we plug that in as a an income, And so the two factors are in there to show where our profit levels are just based on what's going on there.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Wow. Wow. I don't know why a person would not use Simple Farms.
1: Well, just I'm hoping sure everybody will. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really helps on the bookkeeping. Um, we always run into it, and you and I have talked about it. It still requires you to enter data, and that's the yeah. hard part for all of us, is just getting the entries. It's funny. I'm in the combine, I'm I'm jumping from field to field, changing the GPS, and we're still using climate as far as recording our field data, as far as our harvest data. And I can hear Julie in the grain cart behind me screaming at me that I haven't submitted the harvest on simple farms yet. So it, <laughs> even for all of us, you know, we're, it's just entering all that information.
0: Your yeah. return on time investment is huge for doing it.
1: Absolutely. And then that's the exciting thing. I'm hoping down the road, as we keep improving simple farms, which we have an updates coming down the road, we constantly do, is uh, you've got enough data in there, three or four years worth of data is we're going to create averaging structures in there so that you can get perspective on an average over historical production of what you're doing based on products, based on seed type, based on any decision you might have made. And if you've got that data collected, there's a lot of things you can do with it down the road, but you have to have the data collected first.
0: Scott, anything else to mention here today?
1: Oh, wow, Lori, we we covered a lot. Uh, (laughs) I'm excited to be wrapped up with Harvest. I know uh, a lot of guys are getting to that point and it's good. We're all hoping for a better year next year and I hope it comes.
0: How do we find information on Simple Farms?
1: Uh, you just look on Google search, however, simplefarms.ag. And that's our website and all the information. Then you can reach out to us from there.
0: Okay. I know customer service is awesome. There's tutorials on the website, but I also know that Julie does some individualized uh, tours as well for people who might have specific questions or just need a little extra help.
1: Absolutely. And uh, as soon as I parked the machine, We've also been doing uh, private Zooms or even just a weekly Zoom presentation, and we'll start doing that and promoting that as well okay. so that we can help people out as well, and I'll be available.
0: Well, Scott, thank you for visiting with me today.
1: Oh, Lori, it's always a good time to have a conversation with you. Thank you.
0: Once again, Scott Scheimer here with me on the Simple Farms LLC podcast, and he is the creator and CEO of Simple Farms LLC and a farmer out of Cheyenne Wells, Colorado. I'm Lori Boyer.